Well, thank you, and thank you for being here tonight. And um, there is no better place that I would rather be than here with you tonight to uh, study again God's Word. And uh, you had Brother Allen here this morning. He is... Uh, uh, he was at Holiday, and he is a great speaker. He is a great friend, uh, just a great person all around. Um, but I want to thank the elders. Thank you for the time to uh, come together to study. And tonight, as um, you may know, we're going to talk a little bit about prayer tonight. Um, and I have a few examples that uh, maybe we can go through and talk about. And, um, of course, the lesson we're going to be basing it from is uh, the book of James, chapter 5, and verse 16, as was uh, read. Um, as we start on the book of prayer um, and reading through a few verses that we have tonight and, and share some information, um, the first thing that I just want to state is that prayer works. You need prayer to survive in this world today. There are many things that can come in conflict and, and prayer can be one of those things that can help you survive. Prayer is needing to be important to you. It has to be important to you as a Christian. Just like we have on this earth, we have our water, we have our food, we have that we need to survive. And, and what do you do? You take that daily. You take that every day to survive. And you can look at that as prayer in, in the same way. There is power in prayer. And the Bible gives abundant testimony to that truth. Uh, James, by the Holy Spirit, wrote, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That is in James 5.16. And it is not that prayer avails, or that it avails a little, but it avails much. And since prayer is the means by which we can draw upon that unlimited resources of God's power, of course, what? There is no limitation to what prayer can avail but that little faith in God. Um, as we look tonight, as a few Bible characters that I want to bring to you tonight, we will look at that, you know, there's no greater force binding the spiritual nature of man to the God in whose Im image he has made. Um, you could say on a, on a daily life, if, if you've looked at a prayer life, if you looked at examples of prayer life, it is natural for a man to pray as it is for him to eat or breathe. And even with the hearts of savages, there lies that natural impulse to pray. But like I said, the proof of prayer is in praying. Um, if we know the power of prayer, we, of course, should not inquire the undoubtedness, right? But those who have proven the power of prayer in their lives. Who do I bring to you tonight? There are some people that have proven the power of prayer in their lives. There are some people that I would like to share with you tonight. Some of these people have uh, noted it very strongly. The first person that we come to tonight is Moses. And Moses, we see, is the evidence of his life is the power of prayer. In Exodus 19 and 3, it says that Moses went up to God. In Exodus 19 and 3, Moses went up unto God. 
And in Exodus 17 and 4, Moses cried unto the Lord. Moses cried unto the Lord. Now, with many other things that we are taught, we are taught that spent that Moses spent much of his time, much of his effort. He spent this in prayer. He spent this in his efforts in praying. We see upon Moses' life, and even up to the point of his death, what do we see? The Holy Spirit caused it to be written of him in Deuteronomy 34 and 10. It says, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel, like unto Moses, whom Jehovah knew face to face. We see the power of prayer and all the way up to the point of his death. The second person that has proven the power of prayer is a man named Joshua. Well, what do we know about Joshua, and, and what can we study from Joshua in his life? Well, Joshua, who led the people of Israel um, in their victorious conquest against, um, or we see, to the land of Canaan, um, never underestimating the great value of prayer, and that was Joshua, who never, ever underestimated the power of prayer. It is said of him in um, Joshua chapter 5, and verse 14. Joshua chapter 5 and verse 14 says, So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. Again, we know that and it says here, as Joshua fell upon his face and did worship. Consequently, after the battle of Jericho at this time, the Bible says Jehovah was with Joshua, and his fame was in the land and all the land furthermore. Um, if you flip over a few chapters, we see in Joshua chapter 23, at the end of his life, Basically, we say at the close of his life, he could say this, Joshua chapter 23 and verse 14. Behold, this, is, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. I like the words that we see that the Jehovah your God spake concerning you. All come to pass unto you. Not one thing hath failed thereof. In Joshua we find that the power of prayer was there. And the power of prayer was relevant to Joshua's life. And therefore, the third person that we come to and we look at, and this is a man that you may study a lot and know of, and, and it's the man named David. Well, of course, like we did with Joshua, how do we know David? What do we know with his life and, and what he did? Well, David, it kind of brings me back to early childhood when I was studying of um, David as a shepherd's boy. 
And we know as, and understand to, as he prevailed over Goliath and the triumph, we see this huge giant that he was facing, um, the, the giant champion of the Philistines. Uh, but David often spoke of the power of prayer, and he often spoke of it um, uh, when he sought out God to pray frequently, um, basically to know his will. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later, of course, what we do pray for, or what can we pray for. You know, like some people we see, they are often scared, or they are often afraid of, well, I don't know how to start a prayer, or I don't know how to begin a prayer. Well, David often spoke of the power of prayer. He, and the end of his days, of course, he gave God the glory. The glory for all he had done. And, and there is no more beautiful words to be shared than in 2 Samuel chapter 22. God the glory. He gives God the glory. And we see in 2 Samuel chapter 22, if you want to turn there, uh, let's read verses uh, 2 through 7. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock and him I will trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge. My Savior, thou saveth me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Just that last part. Did enter into his ears. What comfort at this time in David's life. What comfort he received from knowing this. When he see this and we receive that understanding. We know that prayer can give comfort. What comfort David received from the knowledge that he could go to God and, and really go to God in prayer and communicate. Um, you know, have this line of communication with someone that, that loved him with that unconditional love that had so much love for him. But tonight we share the good news and I bring the good news to you tonight is understanding that we can too we can too that is the good news that i want for you to know tonight if you are a christian the fourth person that i want to look at tonight and and this is one of the last people that i want to talk about but we'll have to go to the new testament and that is jesus we talk about and read about jesus in in matthew chapter 6 we may not understand sometimes how we can go to God in prayer we may not understand what 
uh, example we lead by, but there is no better example in my mind than to have the record of the model prayer given by Jesus himself um, in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we give men their trespasses, your heavenly Father also will forgive you. Um, but let's back up, of course, to verse 9. Uh, we emphasize the importance here in verse 9 of what? Well, we see the importance of approaching God. Approaching Him with that reverence, that honor. You know, we are addressing God. We're addressing God and, and we can have that fulfillment of, of communicating with God, Jehovah, the one, the Creator, the one of uh, heavens and the earth, the one we um, know and the one we should address with honor. In verse 10, we must pray for the church, the kingdom of God here with us now. Um, uh, pray for the church. Uh, pray for uh, Pippin, Church of Christ. We pray for the uh, surrounding counties, the country. The you, you could go to the world. We we have to pray and have to have these things. We um, as we look at this prayer, we see verse eleven. Pray for today's needs. Um, and we know that God blesses us with many needs today. He blesses us with, um, as we live in this world and as we live in this country, we are blessed. Um, but that is not to be confused with our wants, right? Um, and to understand and know what our needs are. Um, our needs and that of our daily needs. Chapter or verse 12, forgiveness of others and ourselves. And that is, of course, that, and I read verse 14 because Christ tells us in verse 14 of the same chapter that we must learn to forgive if, if we are expect to be forgiven. And that is one in manner and simple truth that a lot of us have a hard time understanding. In the last verse here, in verse 13, we must pray for guidance. We pray for that guidance in, in everyday life. And I know that uh, my life, it, it really does get hectic sometimes with things that are going on with, uh, with school and, uh, and, and church. You know, I want to uh, keep all those things in order. Um, and there are some days I probably don't know which way is up or down. But we are to pray for that guidance in everyday life. I'd like to look at, lastly, uh, something that I was told when, when I was growing up and um, when I was trying to learn um, a, a few things, and that was of prayer and the types of prayer. You may not have thought that there were types of prayer, but... Um, I want to share with you this uh, prayer that we talk about, and it is called the 911 prayer. 
Um, and for example, the this prayer takes place when, of course, you know, when we uh, need help or in, we're in a situation where we uh, want to uh, call upon that help, just like you would call for uh, 911 to help you or, or save you from something or someone. Um, and now this prayer will be used, and it will be used in our life. It'll be used in uh, times when, um, when we will need to uh, have this prayer. But does that mean that it, it needs to be the only prayer that you have? And I know that if you look about the people that we've looked at tonight with, with their prayer lives, you know that you can pray about anything. Um, just remember that tonight we can understand that our problems will never get too difficult for the Lord. Our problems will never get too difficult. We need to keep that prayer life on a daily basis, not just of our understanding that emergency call or understanding that we call or contact when we're in that difficult time. We need to start developing that basis to keep in touch with our Lord because it, he cannot guide us if we do not ask for help. I'd like to bring to you tonight for the close of understanding is, as the few people that, that I have uh, heard from quotes as um, John Knox prayed, oh, give me God, uh, oh God, give me Scotland or I die. And Queen Mary said in response, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than I fear an army of 10,000 men. And Mr. J. Edgar Hoover, a man that said the prayer is more inspiring than the explosion of an atomic bomb. We see that prayer is more powerful than any man-made object that we have ever known. It Prayer is more powerful and it is the greatest means by which we can tap into that unlimited resources of God's power. I know that you may have heard this saying before, and I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. Or to be a Christian without prayer is uh, no more impossible than to be alive without breathing. Like I said, it is one of the greatest weapons that God has placed into our hands. The evidence to the power of prayer is that practice, is that practice of prayer, is practicing of understanding. And we now know how to address if you are scared to go to God and, you, and you're saying, well, I, I haven't had that contact in such a long time. I don't know how to start it. Well, I hope I've shared with you tonight a few things from Matthew uh, chapter 6 that will get you back rolling there with uh, how to address that. I'd like to end tonight with a lesson, uh, with a poem, um, and it's titled "Pray All the Time." And you may recognize this L. O. Sanderson from uh, our songbooks. Um, I don't know if it's in your songbooks. There's a few songbooks that has his name uh, that you would recognize. But it goes: the world has lost the right of prayer, and saints have failed to pray. What loss sustained? What loss sustained beyond repair? How blind of heart are they? 
Pray in the morning, pray at the noon time. Pray in the evening, pray any time. Pray when you're happy, pray when in sorrow, pray when you're tempted, pray all the time. Prayer is very important. Brothers and sisters, prayer is very important, and I hope that, that I have brought that to you. But I'll leave you with a question tonight. Is prayer a part of your life? Is your relationship with the Lord right, as strong as, as it should be? Are you taking the necessary time apart each day to talk with the God? Just talk with the God who created you. There's no way for a Christian to live a fruitful life without the help and that comfort that we can receive from prayer. Maybe you need prayers from the church tonight. If there are any needs of you tonight, if just remember we are told the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Availeth much. Are you struggling with certain temptation? Maybe there's a worry in your life. You need God's help to overcome. The prayers of the church can help you tonight and help you feel comforted. Likewise, if you're not a member of the church, maybe you might need to think about that and think about becoming a member and start your prayer life as a Christian. Becoming a member of his family, enjoying the strength peace of mind, love, the forgiveness that you can receive as a member of his church. If there's anything of you tonight, whatever the needs may be, why don't you come as we stand and as we sing.